Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today in the second hour of the show here on FST. We play is the wrong team favored this week in the NFL. We've got some player props for Thanksgiving Day as well. Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Top of the hour. Joe Pizzapia, Craig Bish with you. If you're listening on demand, it's the top of the hour wherever you are. That's what we like to hear. You're listening on iTunes or Google Play, on demand, wherever podcasts are heard. Appreciate the support for sure. Don't forget, you can download Stitcher, listen to the show. If you're listening on a laptop somewhere and you just want to hear the audio without an app, audioboom.com, a great way to find us, fantasysportsnetwork.com. Simply put, wherever you choose to listen to audio on demand, you can catch this show. Follow me on Twitter at Craig Bish. Follow Joe on Twitter at JoePizzaPia17. Sean Guastamacchia once again producing this show. The fun thing about the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Joe, is it gives us an opportunity to kind of dig back into our mind and remember the great players that there were in the NFL that helped us out in fantasy. Now, it's a little bit tougher for a lot of these players because unlike baseball, where players basically have to have a 10-year career, more or less, to get into the uh, the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, National Baseball Hall of Fame. In football, nobody plays 10 years. So almost no one. You know, they play two, three, four, five years. They have a peak, and then they're done, and then they're gone. You're like, oh, you remember that guy? Of course I do. But they released the uh, modern-day ballot again uh, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, different than baseball, Joe, we know in January or, or the night before the Super Bowl, whenever they announced this, that they're going to put five guys in. So that is a very big difference from what baseball does, where there is a, a veterans committee that puts in a player or two each year, and the sports writers will only put in the players that get 75%. That's it. There's no guarantee of putting five players in, which I like baseball system better than that. I'm not a small hall or a big hall type guy, but I think it is kind of silly that they mandate five players getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And so players who don't get in in their first five, six, seven years, eventually they do get in because they've been there so long. But it does create an interesting topic because there's so many players, Joe, that we see that played fantasy for us for many years and they have a chance to get into Canton in about a month or so. The only good thing about that is it does also keep people relevant a little longer too in that sense because they keep filtering and, you know, guys, you have to put five in. So that means, you know, guys can stay on longer. I was very annoyed I, a couple of years ago when Jim Edmonds came on the ballot and was off in one year. That pissed me off. That just pissed me right off. I mean, not even though Jim Edmonds is not my, the most likable dude in the world, but I'm hard-pressed to find one of the better all-around players in baseball, a guy who had real good power, a guy who was arguably the best defensive center fielder of that era, if if not one of the greatest of all time, and played on a lot of winning teams. So I, guys like that should not be gone off the ballot in one year. I, I that Stuff like that frustrates me. Baseball's process, I think, is far from perfect, and so much elitism that enters into it just frustrates the hell out of me. Um, that being said, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I understand, too, that you start to water it down. But you are right in the sense that you have these players, you know, like Terrell Davis, small window of greatness. Small window of greatness means more than compiling. And to a certain degree, I kind of wonder if that is better. I kind of have come to this point now where I've settled in the idea of 
maybe it's great to remember greatness and celebrate greatness than it is for goodness over a long period of time. <laughs> you know, it's and and I don't know. And, and I, I think Tony well, Baselli, I, don't, I don't think that's fair. Well, I mean, but here's the thing. Guys, Tony guys have to stay healthy. Guys should, guys should get credit for longevity. But it's harder to stay healthy in the NFL. And Tony Baselli is a guy that comes to mind of a guy that missed a lot of games. But my goodness, tell me he's not one of the best linemen you ever saw play the game. And you were down there in Florida. I mean, you probably saw a lot wow. of Tony Baselli too. I mean, I mean, Joe, that's like me saying to you, you were down there in Virginia. I mean, that's well, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I see a lot of Jacksonville like Williams. a world away, man. I you know, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, you know, I lived a lot, you know, I, I seen a lot of Bertie Williams in my day. I can tell you what kind of ball player he is. I can, you know, no, I know, but me being in Florida man. is unfortunately Joe irrelevant to the. Country. Well, I meant just like covering football and stuff like that. But look, I, I guess keep going. You can't win this. I one. can't. I can't win it. I can't <laughs> yeah. win it. You know, Joe, you're just, you see a lot of people in Vermont. You, see you know about the Vermont. cheddar cheese there. Hey, you're from uh, you're from Texas. Do you know Frank? <laughs> um. Okay. So here here's who I got: Edrin James, who was unbelievable with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he was a guy, Joe, I did see at the University of Miami, very close to me, covered Edger and James at the University of Miami. So absolutely, to me, should be a Hall of Famer. Uh, the number one player on the entire list, without a doubt, is Troy Palomalu. He's going to get in. It's basically Palomalu, and then they got to figure out four other players. I mean, that that's for sure. I don't know. I had three very easy ones. So you, so, you, okay, so who are your easy ones for sure? Edger and James was an easy one for me. People, people take for granted Edger and James because Peyton Manning was there. But part of the reason Peyton Manning was able to do what he did was because Edron James was so good at what he did. Edron James was a fantastic running back. I agree. I and agree. it wasn't just yeah. like, oh, he was all propped up by the offense. No, 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 no. He was a great running back. Um, and the other guy was Reggie Wayne. And again, same deal with, well, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, pretty so great, all-time great quarterback. He pushed up his stats. You know what? Mark Clayton and Mark Duper aren't in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you look around but some did, a lot. Mar- did Marvin Harrison get in on his first try or no? Um, I don't think he did, right? Mm, I gotta I check remember. that out. I know there's a lot. If it of wasn't the first one; it was the second one, right? But remember, so, he also had that weird thing happen around that time too. He had that weird video of him like trying to assault somebody. <laughs> no, there was a murder that that. He yeah, was there was something a little shady at the time. But Reggie yeah. Wayne is the other guy. I mean, I look at Reggie Wayne and I go, that guy was a terrific wide receiver for you know, uh, and and came of age in that offense too, where Makes you know sense. Harrison was still there, and then took over the mantle as the number one guy. And to me, those are three absolute locks. Palomalu, I mean, what more needs to be said about that guy? He's just. How, how do you how do you not have Fred Taylor in this? I don't understand. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you, like you're, you got to take a look at the numbers there with Fred Taylor. I mean, it's I guess he here's, was, he was here's the same. Here's my thing with Fred Taylor. I'm not saying Fred Taylor is not a Hall of Famer. I'm saying these are the other two guys that I want to put That's in. That's fine. And I don't think enough gets paid in terms of attention to the line play. And I think Alan Fanick is a Hall of Famer. I am not a big fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I watched him play in the Steelers. I watched him play with the Jets. Alan Fanica is all-world offensive lineman. I mean, I'm sorry. And Sam Mills. Sam Mills is part of one of the greatest linebacking cores ever in New Orleans. He was, in my opinion, the best one of that group. And then had some pretty good years for Carolina, too. And I think that would be a great story for the NFL, too, with, you know, unfortunately, his untimely passing and, and all that. I, I think this would that would be a really feel-good, wonderful thing for the NFL to put Sam Mills in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying Fred Taylor is not worthy. I'm just saying if I had my votes, that's the five I would put in this year, and I put Fred okay. Taylor in next Listen, year. It's an opinion, and, and certainly you're entitled to Sell me on Fred Taylor. Go ahead. Give me the numbers. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, I've got to pull him up here for you there. I'm trying to think of, like, in that era, you know, he played, for, you know. I'm, I'm He's on the all-time the rushing list. Well, I'm trying to think, like, he in, in terms of all-time rushing list, he plays in the same era as Emmett Smith, right? You would he's say got, generally, it's like that. 11,000 rushing yards, man. He played from 1998 to 2010 as a running back in the NFL. Uh, let's see. He's uh, 17th all time in career rushing yards, 38th all time in touchdowns. Uh, one Pro Bowl. I don't know. Uh, let's see. 
he had uh, does a thousand yards mean anything in the NFL? I guess it does. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one thousand rushing yard seasons. He's had a lot of injuries over the course mm-hmm. of his career. Everybody's aware of that. Sixty six yeah, well, touchdowns right total. Sixty six rushing touchdowns, eight receiving touchdowns. You know what? He may not get in this year, but he's going to get in eventually. I don't. Sure. I don't. I don't mean sixty six touchdowns for ten years in the NFL. He was hurt. I don't know. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, Fred Taylor was a real nice player. Fred Taylor, I think, is a Hall of Fame talent. I don't know if Fred Taylor has a Hall of Fame resume. Alan Fanick has a whole. Here's the difference. As football fans, we struggle sometimes to understand what greatness is when there aren't measurables. And there's far less measurables for offensive linemen or defensive linemen. It's very difficult to measure them, except in what you have to trust what the other people tell you or what you see with your own eyes, what the other players that they played against tell you about them. And um, I just, you know, Alan Fanica to me was just one of those guys. And I think Baselli is too. I would like to see Baselli or Fanica get in. They've both been it's on the possible. ballot a while. Yeah. They both deserve to be in there. I look at Fred Taylor and I guarantee you, I could probably pull up two or three other guys comparable in this statistical range in that time period that you would kind of be on the fence about whether or not they were Hall of Famers. And it's not a knock on Fred Taylor because he missed a lot of time. But at the same time, man, I got to look at it and I got to call what it is 66 touchdowns. That's not a lot of touchdowns considering he played. Well, well is, Frank Gore, is Frank Gore a Hall of Famer? Yes. Frank Gore has much better seasons than him. You sure about that? I am. We can hit a break and come back and do it. That's what, that's what we'll do. I think we can do uh, it. By the, by the I, way, I, I want to end on, bet on that one. Okay, well, we'll check it out. Uh, I want to also make sure I mention this. It is a crime that Zach Thomas is not in the Hall of Fame. I, and I understand that you want to put Sam Mills in for fun or whatever, for sentimental value. I get that. But Zach Thomas's numbers, Zach Thomas's numbers stack up against Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher. They're both in the Hall of Fame. And because Zach I, Thomas won nothing, he won zero. He never won a thing. Never got to a Super Bowl. He's being held back because of that. I, I mean, you know, look, I am 100% biased of covering Zach Thomas and knowing Zach Thomas. But to me, if, if you're going to put his number, if you're going to put players' numbers up against each other, take a look at Zach Thomas versus Ray Lewis. They're like very comparable and they're better than they're better than their lockers. But those guys are in because they're more popular, I guess. Thomas will get into. Eventually, all these guys we're talking about are going to get in. <laughs> that's, that's what I don't like. That's what but I don't these like. guys on this ballot, like, Steve, like I look at Stephen Atwater and I go, well, he's a Hall of Famer. John Lynch is a Hall of Famer. The guys that are in the semifinals again, time and time again, again, safety. It's kind of hard to judge. You know, the best judge of how good a safety was the fact that nobody threw anywhere near him. Right. <laughs> so, you know, Atwater, I remember God, I've heard not, so many interviews over the years of people saying how terrified they were of Stephen Atwater. <laughs> and they should have been. These were the hardest thing safeties there were. And John Lynch, for his era, Find me a better guy. It's oh, tough, yeah. man. I covered that John Lynch and John Lynch is every bit as good. Yeah, but you probably didn't see him. John <laughs> was every bit as good, I think, almost as Troy Polamalu was. Almost. Troy Polamalu just did it with a lot more flair. And that's why everybody loves Troy Polamalu. Yeah, Rondé Barber's in that conversation, too. Um, Agreed. Yeah, Frank Gore uh, played, you know, three or four more years than Fred he Taylor. Did. He's got 79 touchdowns over that span. He's got more thousand right. yard rushing. Right. But if, if you just add up the time span that those two guys played in the, you know, in the league, it's very comparable. I mean, and he, has, he has 13 more touchdowns than Taylor because he played Joe an extra four years. I mean, that's and that's I think and I think this kind of there's one of the guys I just said I could pull up and I could say he's a guy that's very comparable to Fred Taylor. And I don't think you or I would ever for a second confuse Fred Taylor or Frank Gore with the talent that Emmett Smith was or the talent that Mary Sanders was or the talent that some other guys in that general area or Edron James, even for that matter. I think if I asked right now, who would rather have Edron James, course, Fred Taylor? Of course, of course. Right. And that, I think that's all I'm saying. Fred Taylor, Hall of Fame. Fred Taylor, great. Frank Gore, Hall of Fame. Frank Taylor, uh, uh, Frank Gore, great. Just not to me that level of first ballot slam dunk. Oh, my God. That's all. All right. We'll be back with is the wrong team favorite. Don't go away.
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. It's time to play a little game of is the wrong team favored in the NFL. We'll include the Thanksgiving Day games. And there are a lot of tight lines this week. A lot of short lines, as they would say in the NFL. So let's kind of dive into this, Joe. And this is going to be a tough week because we're going to see some upsets. There's no doubt. When you have lines of more than a half a dozen teams of one, two, or even three, and then you know, of course, some bigger upsets are going to happen as well. So let's get started here. Thanksgiving Day. This is impossible to know. Uh, if Driscoll was playing tomorrow, mm-hmm. I would say the wrong team is favored, and I would definitely take the Lions. I don't think the Bears should be favored over any team in the NFL. That proved itself last week. <laughs> they, they should not. They no, should right. not. Doesn't they make it not score. funny. You're they funny. They don't play it's well. because it's true. It's amazing to me that they were favored again, that they're favored again this week. But now, look, if, if they're going against a third-string quarterback like this and someone that struggled. He had his okay games at Purdue, but I, I look, I watched this kid play at Purdue. They'd pull him from the game and put another guy in there. So I, I can't do anything with this one because I don't know who the quarterback is going to be. So I don't know. You want to take a stab at it, have at it, but I, I, it's got to be a pass for me not knowing who the quarterback is going to be. Well, yesterday, this was the one game that I thought was the potential upset until we got this news about Triscoll really probably trending in the wrong direction, in which case, uh, look, everything you're saying about the Bears is right. I wish I could say something different. Every single negative you're listing is good. Why were they favored last week? Because they were playing the Giants. Giants are one of the worst defensive teams with a quarterback that's turned over. It's fumbled 14 times, 10 of which uh, <laughs> he did not recover. So um, at this point, it is almost impossible to say that I think the wrong team is favored here because I do believe the Bears defense will do enough here in this one. They have no run game here. Uh, it's a real tough situation for the receivers with the, this quarterback. And um, no, the wrong team is not favored. You could have three Thanksgiving games where the favorite just wins, which I don't know if that makes it not fun, but I guess from a, a wagering perspective, it doesn't make it all that exciting. Yeah, I, I think we'll know today. Probably we'll know later today as, as the time we're doing the show. We don't know the answer, but I can tell you that I have no interest in taking the Lions if David Blau is the quarterback. None. And I do. And, and again, I'll come back here on Monday and say I was completely wrong. They will get obliterated. If this guy ends up starting, I mean, you're you kidding think me. the Bears are capable of an obliteration of anyone, though? I mean, like 21, nothing. Oh, wow. OK, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, the Lions are not going to score with this kid at quarterback. It's not it's just not going to happen. And with Scarborough running back, I'm telling you, Jay Ajayi over Scarborough this week. I'm telling you right now, boys and girls, do it. It's going to be a big problem for them. If this, I mean, he's an undrafted free agent, man. He didn't even get I, I was shocked last night when Howard told me this. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? David Blau? Like I, I like Will Greer, who is the backup right now in Carolina, who was a third-round pick of the Panthers and is the backup to Kyle Allen. Uh, like, you know, people are down on him and saying they shouldn't have taken him in the third or fourth round, and he is was worlds, worlds above Blau in college. Like, not even close. So I, I will be very scared. For that. And look, if, if, if he pulls a Brandon Allen on Monday, I'll come back and say, hey, man, I was completely wrong. But I saw enough of him play at Purdue to think that this is deep. This, this is 
This screams to me of you're watching this game and asking yourself, why in the world are they running every single first and second down in this game? First down run, second down run, third down passing complete. They're not throwing. He's, I'm telling you, he's not going to throw the ball. Well, well I'm, I can just skip this one to that again. <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter what's on. Uh, okay, Jets at the Bengals. Jets are minus three and a half. We got uh, Dalton back. This is a big overreaction to the Jets, in my opinion, here. I mean, I Jets is a dog, sure. Jets is a pick em, sure. But man, they're making the Jets a three and a half point favorite at yeah. Cincinnati. I, I guess I guess so, based on the way that they played the last couple of weeks. But that's dangerous to start thinking that the Jets are really good all of a sudden after beating Washington and Oakland. OK, but anyway, have at it. Is the wrong team favorite this week, Joe? Well, I mean, they, they did beat, um, beat uh, Oakland pretty handily in that game. Uh, they are starting to play bad as, as an underdog. True. I, I think. Yeah, but as a home underdog, too. I think that Darnold. Has if you've watched Darnold, you've seen the Darnold that everybody was excited about coming into the season start to reemerge, and that's good. That's a positive thing. And I also think maybe on the flip side, we're giving maybe the Andy Dalton return too much credit because last time I checked, they didn't win any games when Andy Dalton was playing quarterback. I know he threw the ball a lot more to Tyler Boyd, but if you look at it, he didn't catch a whole lot of those balls. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think the wrong team is favored here. And it's not that I'm drinking the Jets Kool Aid. I just think they're a better team than the Bengals. And I think that defensively, they're a much better team than the Bengals. And I think the one thing the Bengals want to do now is run the football with Joe Mixon. That's the one thing the Jets are actually kind of good with. So to me, I think this is a mismatch. And I do think the Jets are the right team favorite. I understand your argument. It's a good one. But I do believe the Jets are the favorite in this game. I think this could come down to a last second field goal. It feels like it. I think it's going to be closer than than it looks. And I've liked Darnold since the beginning. I hope that it turns around for him. You have. I got a little sour there in the middle because it didn't. Uh, no, I, I like Darnold. Good. I think he's. I still think he's going to be good. Okay, this one. I know what the world is going to bet, and I think they're going to be wrong on this one. And I'll decide later in the week and be sure on it. But the Colts are only two and a half point favorites over the Tennessee Titans. I get it, Joe. Tannehill has played great. He has played great at home. He uh, Henry's been running wild, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Everyone is going to take Tennessee and take the points in this game. And look, road fav- road dogs have covered at an incredible rate. I don't know that I can go there. I think I may be on the Colts this week in the end is one of my picks, but uh, is the wrong team favorite in this game? Yeah, I, I do. I think you're overthinking this one a little bit. I, I do think Tennessee's this is Derek Henry season. Once we hit the holidays, just run, run, run. Run, Derek, run. And I think the wrong team is favored there. I think the Colts, it's showing you that two and a half, what they, everybody thinks of the Colts are the home team. And like you always say, you start out with three and you're going backwards here. So I don't know. I, I think if the Titans right now are really starting to feel it, I think they're getting confidence. I think this game on Thursday took a lot out of the Colts. I really do. I feel like they knew how important that game was to them making a run at the playoffs. I think that loss to Houston was not... I don't know. I just feel like that's going to sit on them a little tougher. They have Ebron out of this game. They've had all kinds of injuries with Mac and Hilton and all this stuff. I think it's just piled on so much where they were they were playing so above their expectations. And then I think just too many injuries eventually take their toll. I like the Titans in this one. Yeah, I think it's a trap. Yeah, I think I think I think it could be a trap. I think everyone is thinking that way. And I, and I don't know that it's the right way to to. uh to go about it, but we'll see. Um, I, I'm not. I don't have any final decisions on these, by the way, until a little bit later in the week. Sometimes it's just simple, you know, like that three on the Ravens game against the Rams. Sometimes it's just easy. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, again, if it was easy, we wouldn't be doing this. But is uh, it? Do people overreact? Overreact to trends? And do I mean this is a legitimate question I have for people out there making wages? Do people overreact to trends too much? Do people not? You know, do, do they do they bet too much on stuff like that? It's not about really trends. Looking- it's about it's about recognizing that what you saw last week means nothing. 
That's that I understand, but I'm talking about you say I'm talking about the trends of well, home dogs have covered at a very good rate this year. Where on uh, Monday night you always got the road no, you team keep riding, favorite, no, you know. in a specific season. You you do ride that, yeah. You keep going. I mean, road dogs continue to cover at an incredible rate. I mean, even going back to last week, it just so if road dogs continue to cover at an incredible rate. Why are you off the Titans? Because it goes against what you saw last week. You, I am going specifically against the reaction to now thinking that Tennessee is all of a sudden a good team. I don't believe that. I don't think they have to be a good team. They just have to be a better team than the Colts. Right. And I don't, I don't think that they are. And I think okay. that in a, in a situation where Tennessee doesn't look as good the last couple of weeks, the Colts are four or five point favorites in this one. Um, and again, I'm, I'm more about taking road teams. In fact, I'm, or, uh, and underdogs too. I probably will take Cincinnati this week. I probably will take Pittsburgh this week too. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it's an underdog league basically. And so, this particular week, though, is similar to last week, the same conversation we had where you thought the Falcons were going to take care of the Buccaneers and blow them out. And it was the opposite. And it's not the blow them thing. out. I was buying in that the that the defense and you were wrong two football games. <laughs> I was wrong and you were wrong. And so this is and, and you went off what you saw the last week or the last two weeks. You well, can't last two weeks, uh, not off the one week, because the two weeks and, ago, and, I and said, I'm not buying Tennessee. it all. And here we are with Tennessee okay, in enough. the same exact spot. And, and so good talk. I don't look at the last two weeks. The Rams. Of course, after seeing all this data for 12 weeks, it's impossible for me to go and say, oh, I think all of a sudden the Rams are going to wake up and start playing well. No, the Bears and all of a sudden are they going to just wake up and start playing well? No, it's it's not conceivable. But in a one week scenario, any team can beat any team and any team can cover. And I think that uh, in this particular game, this is this is too much of an overreaction to Tennessee uh, playing well against I mean, I, who, who did Tennessee beat two weeks ago? I don't remember, but they, I know Jacksonville was this past week. I forget, but uh, I, I don't remember. It, it could be, it could be, about. but again, I, you know, it's too early in the week for me to make a final decision. I don't have to, but I, I do not like Tennessee in this game. I could tell you that. Uh, Jaguars, Buccaneers. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> uh, coin, coin flip. Have at it. I don't know. Got nothing on this. Yeah, give me the bucks. Give me the sure. bucks. I All just, right, I don't know. Why not? Because at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's going to be a shootout, right? <laughs> so I'll take the bucks. Who knows? We'll see what happens there. Uh, Browns, the Jaguars can cover those guys. Browns, Steelers, Steelers are getting two. I'll take Pittsburgh here. I understand why you're taking Pittsburgh. I get it. Um, and I and I do think Steelers will play better at home against the Browns than they did last time out. I just really worry about this the ability of this offense to score. They made that change of quarterback and they eked out a, a touchdown. But I don't know if they can do that against the Browns and win a football game. So I do think the right team okay. is favored. Yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh. Rams at the Cardinals. Rams are minus three. I think it's either take the Cardinals or do nothing, probably. But take the Cardinals. Wrong yeah. team is favored here. Cardinals at home. Chargers minus two and a half at the Broncos. I have no opinion. Feel free to have yours. Uh, with Locke playing, I don't know how good I feel about that. Um, maybe you get like a good first game like you got out of Allen and you surprise everybody. I will say this. If they get the ball to Lindsay and Freeman a lot and Lindsay has a good game, I think they can beat the Chargers at home. If you're looking for an upset, I think nobody's on. Could be the Broncos. Yeah, I mean that that seems to be a possibility. Um, you know, I mean, Chargers, also, it, it could be the end. All kinds of trouble with Lindsay. I'll tell you, the narrative could be the end of Rivers. I mean, that we could be trending like a True. Peyton Manning type season from a couple of years ago, where Manning just never got it back and just continued to slide. It could be the case with Rivers after what I've seen the last few weeks. Uh, Patriots minus three at the Texans. I could only take New England in this game. I could not take Houston. I agree. Right team is favored. And uh, Seattle against the Vikings. Now, Dallas was a very short favorite against the Vikings, also in a night game at home. And Minnesota uh, showed a lot with Cousins in that game. And so I am I, I have not been right at all this year on Minnesota. So I think I'm going to pass this one. If Thielen plays, I think Minnesota can win this football game. If Thielen's out, I'll go with Seattle. 
All right, coming up next, we'll take a look at the playoff implications in the NFL. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Dr. Roto and full-time fantasy is coming your way in 30 minutes. A lot of injury questions are going to be answered at that time as we sit here on Wednesday. And we have three games in the NFL tomorrow, so we'll get some clarity, of course, on those but there are some big games in fantasy playoff implications, Joe. There's also some big games in reality, too, that are going to determine a lot. And I think there's no bigger game on the slate than the 49ers and Ravens this week. I think we're all super excited to see this game. Everyone is bought in on Baltimore. And uh, as I said last night, if you're going to bet the Ravens and you plan on doing it, and that's fine if you do. I don't have anything against it. But if you do, do it now. You know, If you wait till Sunday, you know what this line is going to look like. It is not going down to San Francisco. The world is loving Baltimore. The world is loving Lamar Jackson. And the public is going to continue to bet Baltimore. And it wouldn't surprise me to see them as seven-point favorites come Sunday. Right now, the line is six. So just keep this in mind. If you're going to do it, be smart. Do it now. Uh, and, if, and if you want San Francisco, by the way, wait. And wait until game time. But this is uh, the biggest game on the schedule this week. It's potentially two of the best three teams in the NFL, two of the best four for sure. That There's no doubt about that. Uh, it, it, a lot of things could change, though, based on the outcome of this one, Joe. Um, specifically, if the Ravens were to lose and get upset, that would kind of derail any chance they would have to be the number one seed, I think, in the AFC. And uh, for San Francisco, it's very key as well because a loss for them and a win for Seattle puts Seattle into a potential position to take the number one overall seed in the NFC. Yeah, this is an absolutely fantastic weekend of football because you basically have a half a dozen playoff games like already in there. And this is very exciting. And you're right. If the Ravens should fall here and I don't think they're going to, but if they should, they go to nine and three. If the Pats win, they're going to go to 11 and one. That road's going to go through New England, especially when you look at the rest of that schedule coming up. So I don't care what happens with the Chiefs game. I don't want to hear about the Chiefs anymore. So uh, to me, that's going to solidify. However, I don't think that's going to be the case. I do think the Ravens will be 10 and two. And I think when the 49ers drop to 10 and two in this game and Seattle picks up a win now, now all of a sudden you got two teams 10 and two in that same division and Seattle has that victory over them. They have one more game together later in the year, which is, I don't know if it's week 16 or 17, but that is going to be incredible. I want to say it's week 17, normally a time where you would rest guys, but they could be playing for home field advantage throughout. And that is going to be incredible. And then they might even meet a third time in the championship game. It's possible the way that could set up. So really interesting stuff here from that standpoint. And um, I kind of feel like, and I've been saying this all week, the quarterbacks that give the 49ers a hard time so far this year, there's two of them. It's Kyler Murray. It's Russell Wilson. Guys who are more mobile in the pocket who can get out of the pass rush that they have. They are so aggressive up front, which is great against guys like, you know, the the stand-up quarterbacks of the world. 
Right. Like the, you know, the, the Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career, the Philip Rivers type guys, all those guys, they're going to get absolutely just obliterated. However, against Lamar Jackson, I don't know, man. I think they got a lot of work cut out for them. I, I really do. I personally, it's not because of the narrative of what's going on, but I do believe Baltimore is going to win this football game. Do you think they are going to win? And I guess more to the point, too, from a wagering standpoint, do you think they're going to win by more than a touchdown? Boy, it's a it's a tough call for me. I mean, it goes back to Monday night as well. It's like I'm waiting for the, the shoe to drop here on Baltimore, and it just never does, and they keep dominating. I guess here's the question. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo, if they're behind, can do enough against the Baltimore Ravens defense that have played so well in the last month? Do you think he can who do enough? The, who considering who his has played well against Baltimore this year? Besides uh, Cleveland was the Cleveland. one team, right? Cleveland was the one team. And that was before they got Marcus Peters. Since they got Marcus Peters, that defense fell right into line because they got somebody to, to play cornerback worth of salt. And all of a sudden that allowed them to be more aggressive up front. And they have been. And Jimmy Garoppolo, although he's played better, I'm not going to give Jimmy Garoppolo credit. He's played pretty well. He still turns the football over too much. And I don't think you can do that in this game against the Ravens and come out with a W not on the road. No way. Well, well, the if you use the Cleveland blueprint, mm-hmm. the one thing that they did was keep the game close enough, and then Chubb did run very well against Baltimore, and the 49ers do run the ball hypothetically very well if you want to play a 49ers angle there. But, but uh, Breed has been that guy, I feel like, in those kind of games. Like, it, those games that they ran the ball real well, it was always Breed who was kind of like the dude. Is he out me. this week? I believe so. Okay, is he well. is he finally back? I've got to see. I got to look at Matt Breida's stats well, here. I'll take I mean, back. Coleman has not looked good. Mostert has looked good. Wilson has actually looked pretty good when he's played too. But there, but the 49ers are going to need to rush for 150, 200 yards to beat Baltimore. That's going to have to happen. And and that's a fair point. If Baltimore does go up big, and they go up like they have in a couple of games, like they did against Miami, like they did against Cincinnati, like they did against the Rams. And yeah, I mean, that could be a big problem. for. Well, some having Yushek back there, too, helps a lot, too, because that's been the guy that whenever they run the football better, it's because Kyle Yushek is. In I would not too. discount San Francisco in the game. I would not. And they're getting a lot of points, too. Uh, Patriots, Texans. I took Houston last Thursday night. They ended up uh, pushing if you had the three. He, he was doubtful did. last week. We, I'm sorry, Matt Burita, okay. doubtful last week. We don't have an update on All him right. yet. Yeah, too the early. Here is doubtful. So probably no. If he was doubtful last week, it would be surprising. Look, uh, Houston was my team at the at the beginning of the season that the, I thought would be the biggest disappointment, and it looked like I was completely wrong on that. And then all of a sudden, they started losing a little bit. I was really not impressed with the way they they even looked last week against the Colts. Although again, the Colts are going to play a close game with every team in the NFL. That's uh, outside of the Raiders game where they got blown out. They pretty much are taking you right to the fourth and then you don't know what's going to happen and it's a field goal or it's an extra point or something there. I, I mean, I, I could not. I, I just don't think Houston has a chance in this game. I don't know. I just I agree. I, I don't I don't like them. I think, well, this, this is, is the reminder of for Belichick England. versus Bill O'Brien. This is this is the reminder of of, you know, <laughs> of why Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick and Bill Bryan's going to get outcoached in this game. That's what's going to happen. It's it. You know, you could say that they have more offensive talent on their roster right now, but I don't think it's going to make a difference. I think they're going to shut them down because the defense has shut everybody down, save Lamar Jackson, who nobody has shut down recently. And outside of that, I mean, they've basically just absolutely crushed everybody. So I don't have a. I don't. What does Houston do well? I don't know. They do well. What is their specialty? Well, here's the thing: they do anything well. I know what they do worst of all, which is protect Deshaun Watson. 
that is going to be a terrible scenario <laughs> for them in this game with this New England defense. They are going to give all kinds of different blitz packages. They're going to do all kinds of different looks. They're going to confuse the hell out of that line. I would say if the over, if you set the over under at five sacks, I would go over in this game. He's going to get sacked five times in this more than five times in this game. Yeah, I, I just think if you can ever catch New England as a as a one point or two point favorite or even a three in any game, especially against a team that's subpar, I think in Houston, I think you got to go with it. Um, okay, so Andy Reid uh, off the bye is even better than Belichick, Joe. Uh, Seventeen and three and sixteen and four against the spread. They're laying 10 points this week against Oakland. Oakland has to win this game, I think, to stay in it. And, and it's a really tough spot for them to have to do it. But they have no choice. They, they lost to the Jets, and that put them behind the eight ball. They lose again this week. And my dream of them being a 50-1 to one and maybe getting into the AFC Championship is completely gone. And, and, and look, the Chiefs even showed a couple of weeks ago against Tennessee. Again, I'm not a Tennessee believer, but their defense is so bad that everybody stays in the game against them. But can the Raiders win this one? Oh, Reed is the best in the NFL, better than Belichick uh, coming out of the bye. He is. <clears throat> he is. He absolutely is. And I don't think they can win this one. But if they should be able to pull a rabbit out of their hat after getting absolutely embarrassed last week, you know, sometimes when teams get embarrassed, they get mad. And this is a huge game. And maybe they were looking at maybe they got caught napping a little bit. Maybe they were looking ahead to this Chiefs game. And that is a youthful mistake of a youthful football team. But if they win this game, all of a sudden they are what? Seven and five. What are the Chiefs then? Seven and five. So what does that mean here going forward for them? That means they are right in the thick of it. Yeah, of course. So I I don't understand how. And the other game, uh, let's see. And they did beat the Raiders earlier as week two, uh, Mm -hmm. 28 to 10. Right. So. It was no, a so different Raiders team at that time. The Raiders went on a great run at the, after that. But then last week was a big thud. I mean, that was... It would be a huge upset for the reason you said, because how good those Andy Reid teams have come out of the bye. But at the same time, if this game was very close and came down to a field goal at the end, it would not shock me in the slightest. No, I because I feel I like Oakland is, Oakland's been living for this moment to get the Chiefs again. And I'll tell you what, if the Chiefs lose this football game, ugh, man. Like the AFC is just rough. I mean, you look right now as as good as the Bills have played. You know, the Bills have some deficiencies. The Steelers right now are a team in the playoffs. The Texans, we just talked about them. We don't love them as a team. The Chiefs have no defense. The AFC is thin. Whereas you go look in the NFC, you know, Seahawks are a good football team. The Vikings are a good football team. Saints are a good football team. A lot. I feel like the NFC is just a lot. Right now, the teams in the playoffs are a lot better than the teams in the AFC in the playoffs. Uh, we got to wrap this and get to our player props. But real quick, do you think that Buffalo has a chance to beat Dallas tomorrow? Win outright? Yes, they have a chance to, but I don't think they will. I think Dallas will handle their business and bounce back. And the whole narrative, oh, they can't beat a team that got a winning record is going to go by the wayside. Close game or no? Um, Close for a while. Dallas pulls away in the fourth quarter because yeah, they just I, have too many weapons. Why do I feel like Dallas plays well on Thanksgiving? Am I wrong? Cause they do. That? Nope. They yeah. do. And Dak Prescott is leading the league in passing yardage. Okay. He's played out of his mind. Forget last week. Nobody it's could be really interesting. That Buffalo has not given up any good games to the quarterback or they haven't. They also long. haven't played anybody as good as Dak. Really? They have not. They have not. No, that, that to me is the intriguing game. for them. It is a very good game. Yeah, the other very games good. suck. Honestly. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, well, college football will be good. Okay, uh, player props are next, and then we got to get out of here and turn it over to Dr. Roto. We'll be right back. Wow. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. It is Thanksgiving tomorrow, so Joe and I have to catch a flight in our minds, but in reality, we're both staying in our respective cities. And want to wish those of you who are celebrating Thanksgiving and having a good time going to visit family, thank you for making us part of our uh, and your day, every single day, right here on Fantasy Sports Today and on FNTSY. Make sure you catch Joe tomorrow morning. He will be live at our FNTSY and Sports Grid studios uh, very early in the morning, getting you ready. He and Mike Blewett for the DFS day, the fantasy football day, the sports betting day. We got programming live on television tomorrow, but none on radio. So if you tune in tomorrow, uh, you may hear us or a version of us, but it will not be a live version of the show. Uh, I will be off Thursday and Friday and be back on Monday. So make sure that you ask your questions on Twitter at Craig Mish at Joe Pizza PS 17. Okay, let's run through the player props. This is courtesy of the FanDuel Sportsbook, Joe. Before we get out of here, perhaps this will help some people who can uh, bet on FanDuel or anywhere else where you can bet player props. Now, I want to give one quick caveat here. There are no player props available at all for Chicago-Detroit due to the quarterbacking situation for the Lions. And smartly put, how can you possibly know what's going to happen if you don't have the starting quarterback playing basically in any scenario? So none on the board as of right now for Chicago, Detroit. Okay, Buffalo and Dallas, Josh Allen's passing yards in this game. The total is set at 221 and a half. I'm going to go over, not by much, but I think he clears it. I think it's an over in the game. I'm going to go over to 21 and a half. I think this yeah. is going to be a fun football. This is going to be the one where everyone's like, yay, football, football. America. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think you're I think you're right. I'm going over as well. 221 and a half. Dak Prescott, 266 and a half. I'm going to go over here, too. I know it's a tough order. I am Mr. Buffalo Bill defense, but too many weapons, too many opportunities. A lot of Randall Cobb in this game. A lot of underneath passing, and don't be surprised if Ezekiel Elliott gets back into the passing game too, because I think that's what you do. You're going to have a lot of guys doubled up there in the in the secondary. You're going to have a lot of room in the middle to work, and that frees things up for Ezekiel Elliott, who could break a 60 yard you know catch and run afterwards, and all of a sudden that pads those stats quite a bit. So I'm going to go over for Prescott. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, I'm on the borderline with this. I do love the over on Josh Allen. I'll, I'll say over on Prescott, too, but I don't love it. Uh, Zeke Elliott, 82 and a half rushing yards. I'm going to go over. <clears throat> I think it's a big Elliott game here. Against Buffalo, huh? Yep. Yep. Well, Buffalo Buffalo in the secondary, great. Buffalo up front, okay. Okay. Not great. Yeah, I don't, I, okay. I'd have to go back and look, but who, who, rushed, you, I've who rushed well against them? Again, it's a matter of it's more opponent-based rankings than it is, you know, Numbers are great, you know, 
Like, do you think Tampa is the best, you know, in the league against the run, or do you think everybody just throws on them because they suck so yeah, bad? That's a very secondary. fair. That's a very fair point. <laughs> that's the, that's the thing. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, you have to, and and I do think they are good. They they showed you with you know with your eyeballs. You saw them stop Christian McCaffrey quite a bit, but. At the end of the day, you beat them by throwing the ball on them. So everyone's just going to throw, 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 which means those averages get pulled down. And that's what that's what ends up giving your ranking an inflation. Devin Singletary, boy, this is his highest total of the year. Sixty one and a half rushing yards over under. I'm going to go over. I'm wow, over on everything. Go. Everybody's over. Overs for everybody. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm going to overeat and I'm going to bu- overs. Give me all the overs. I, I got a hot tip. One of these is going under. I don't know which one. Oh, it's the next one. It's the next one that's going. I, I know, but out of the four you just gave us. I gave you four overs. Very little shot that all four go over. The next okay. two. The next two are unders for me. But go ahead. Okay. All right. I'll go under on Singletary without a doubt. Uh, John Brown, 63 and a half. Under. Told you. John Brown's John guy. Brown. You, I love him, too. Everybody else realizes how much Josh Allen loves him, and they think they figured it out. So now it's a matter of way over on John Brown, man. Dallas defense is terrible. I know they're not good. I'm not saying you won't catch a touchdown. I'm saying 63. I'm a little concerned with that number. Oh, way over 150 yards. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Cooper, he went. He had zero last week. Zero. 68 and a half this week. I'm going to go under on him, too. Who's their uh, defensive backs Buff. uh, on Buffalo? That's Poyer. That's Hyde. That's a great guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a great group. They're, they're going to give. I told you, it's the Gallup, Cobb and, and Ezekiel Elliott show. And they're going to put on enough. They have enough of a show there. I think I'm taking the over in this game. Okay. Oh, you should take the over. Uh, just in general, I think. I don't know who's going <clears> to win, though. I wish I knew. Get ready. Another over is coming. Uh, Cole Beasley, 42 and a half receiving yards. Over. Over, give me Cole Beasley in the uh, probably in the eighties, maybe even ninety. In this, this one. is a solid revenge game narrative. This is a solid one. I, I don't yeah. always buy into them, but this is you know Thanksgiving. Cole Beasley, Dallas, like it. This does feel like one. I mean, recency bias. He played on Dallas last year. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see the over there. Could be my favorite one of all of these. All right, on to the New Orleans Atlanta game we go because we don't have any on the other, as we mentioned. Drew Brees, 308.5 passing yards. Jeez. Mm, That's a tough one because I feel like Kamara is the guy going to throw the wrinkle in there. Uh, God. I'm going to go. Don't worry. Over. No one's going to go over. On. No one's hanging on this one. I know. I'm going to go over. No, I care. I want to think about it. I wanna, I'm going to go over. You had time. I put him in the rundown. Alvin run Kamara. Down. I heard it. 59 and a half rushing yards, 59 and a half rushing yards. FanDuel did not lay these out as simple as in the past, just because I I suppose there's just some issues with the game. For some reason, Matt Ryan's passing yards are not available also here. I don't know why, but they're not. I'm just going with what I got here, Joe. Uh, Maybe maybe by tomorrow they'll be out. I don't know. Alvin Kamara, 59 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I'm going to go over. Over there. Wow, you're just mm-hmm. like all over everything. I'm over. I'm over. No defense Kamara. on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Apparently. If you want defense, go watch the Bears in the first game. Everything else is wide open. I think it's I don't think it's gonna be good defense. I think it's gonna be inept offense in the first game. Alvin Kamara, <laughs> forty seven and a half receiving yards. Over. <laughs> what are we doing in this segment? What's the point? Well, why wouldn't Alvin Kamara have a great game against the Falcons? They struggle mightily against running backs who catch the ball out of the backfield. Last time I checked, that's Alvin Kamara, right? I'm saying so why would Alvin Kamara have I'm gonna have game? to save these for next week. You can't go over so on all these. I have a question for you. Are you telling me that you can't see Alvin Kamara having a hundred all purpose yards in this game? 
Because that's basically what you're asking me to say. I, I, what I'm what I'm at what I'm doing is this. Take a look I know at what the you're record. doing. I'm I'm eliminating right now the for the names here, and I'm just going to put a blank. Some of them have to be under. It doesn't matter who the guy I gave is. you unders. I gave you John Brown under, and they're very surprising. I know, but we're going to do 15 of these, and you're going to have two unders. No. Maybe you'll, listen, maybe you'll be riding on Monday. I'll say it, but I mean, it just seems unrealistic that everyone. I'm going over on Camara. Okay, oh, Michael Thomas, 108, 108 and a half. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why not? When When is he not going over 108? <laughs> of course, that's the guy to go over on. Okay, so over. Next. Julio Jones, 82 Oh, there you go. Uh, uh, hurt Julio Jones going into under. the game. Yeah, these are easy, bro. That's easy. <laughs> easy money, bro. If, if they were, I wouldn't see you ever again. This would be <laughs> You know what? Now I want to bet them off just to prove you're wrong. You should try. <laughs> as soon as we're done, I'm going to run over to the sports book and do this. <laughs> You don't even have to. You live in New Jersey. I, I didn't. I mean, virtually run. I didn't mean like oh, actually run. Like yeah, in your mind's on. eye. In my mind. Jared eye. Cook. Jared Cook. He's on New Orleans, right? <clears throat> Forty-three and a half receiving <laughs> yards. <laughs> it's nice to know that you know where the play. Isn't he on the Rams? We went through this once. No. Jared um, Cook. Forty-three and a half receiving yards. Now you're making. I want to say over, but I'm do bad. it. Have at it. Listen, you're having a great time. Keep going. Uh, no, I'll, I'll go under here on this one. We'll go under. Okay. Keep me honest. Calvin Ridley, 66 and a half receiving over. Yeah, obviously, if Julio Jones going on, right. he's got to go. Yeah. Over. I mean, I'm very clear what I thought about these games yesterday. And all of these are going right into the same narrative I talked about on the DFS segment yesterday. So. Matt Ryan's passing touchdowns, one and a half. I couldn't get any stats on Ryan here going into. There's no game props for him over because they're going to have to throw the ball all day long. So over. Yeah, you have to lay a little bit more on that, but yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, let's touch on a couple of season-long uh, player props just to get an update here. Offensive Rookie of the Year, our Minshew bet is in flames, but Josh Jacobs is minus 140. Isn't there still a chance Kyler Murray can win Offensive Rookie of the Year? He's, I don't understand a, why Kyler Murray's not the favorite. Yeah, this is a weird one, right? I think this is a great opportunity to get in the Murray train. I would bet Murray right now because uh, guess what? When he beats uh, the Rams this week, Everyone's going to go, oh, wow, look at that. He beat the Rams. Not that that means anything anymore, but it's going to be a, a, another feather in the cap there. I, I don't get this at Yeah, all. weird one. I thought so, too. I thought Murray would be favored. Uh, it, does anybody have a chance? I, I only could find Hollywood Brown as even a no. possibility. I don't think so. Okay, so we can just move on nope. from that. Unless right. Nick Foles gets hurt, Minshew comes in, wins that game. And we'll then go back to Minshew table. again. Yeah. All right. Uh, most regular season. Yeah, Jacksonville's not running any tables with that defense. Most regular season rushing yards is popped up here on FanDuel. This is a new one. I hadn't seen this one. <clears throat> uh, Christian McCaffrey. It's interesting because it's closer than you would think. Christian McCaffrey is plus 180. <clears throat> we did this Nick on Chubb. Blackbook yesterday. Yeah, Nick Chubb is not far behind Christian McCaffrey and some good matchups against Cincinnati coming up at plus 210. Dalvin Cook also not particularly far away. If he went on a run, could also mm-hmm. catch him. <clears throat> There's and another then guy I, real close. Derrick Henry. I did not want to put on this list, and then I and then I remember what Derrick Henry does in November and December, and I got to put him here. And then Jacob, I don't think Jacob's going to win the rushing title, but he's he's eleven to one. So. Black book bold prediction of the year: Derrick Henry leads the league in rushing. I'm going to stick with it. I just feel like that that's the offense. That's what they do. CMC is great talent. CMC might end up leading them both. He might he might do it. It's possible. I just think Chubb is a tough sell right now. Now that Kareem Hunt is back, because I just think just from a volume standpoint, it it, it clips in enough that when you're trying to say he's going to win this rushing title, 
I don't think you can lose four, four carries a game to somebody. I don't think that works like that. And Cook, even a certain uh, extent with Madison there too, as you're starting to look and get closer and closer to the playoffs, maybe they do have a situation where maybe they don't have to play Cook in a game and all of a sudden that kills it. They're going to have to play Derrick Henry every down, every time, no matter what it is. Derrick Henry is my bet here. And I think hmm. this is an easy Ten. one. I love it. Well, it's this not bet. easy. Ten I, it's an easy one for me. I'm sticking with the bold prediction. They're holding to the guns. And because where's he? He's at 990 something, I believe. 996. And what's McCaffrey? Uh, 1,020 something. I'm right wrong. I have to go pull that up real fast. So you 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 do a dance while I to pull that up. Okay. Well, here's what I will say about McCaffrey. Since he's chasing down historical numbers, he's not being benched and he's not being sat in any game, including week 17. So there isn't that concern. The one that you gave of Cook is absolutely fair. I could see Madison playing in week 17, no doubt about that. But for me, uh, CMC is playing, Chubb is playing. I think it's a three-man race. I think it's CMC, Chubb, and then Henry on the outside looking in. All right, let's take a look here. Offensive leaders, <clears throat> rushing yards, <clears throat> 1,123 for McCaffrey, 1,117 for Chubb, 1,017 for Dalvin Cook, 991 for Derrick Henry. He's right there. He is yeah. one of those monsters Derrick Henry games. Well, he has to have one of those to win, though. <clears throat> yep, but we're in what time of year is it? It's no, Derrick I mean, Henry look, season. It is undeniable what he's done. Uh, over the last couple of years for sure. He showed that last week. All right, uh, we got to take a quick timeout. Coming back, we'll end the show with the two-minute drill. And then Dr. Rhoda standing by with full-time fantasy. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. And as we always do, we wrap up our program with another edition of the two-minute drill. The two-minute warning. Two minutes, get your sh- together. Is that going to be enough time? Story came out yesterday that Lamar Jackson has passed Michael Vick. Passed Michael Vick at what exactly? He's passed Michael Vick as... Madden football's fastest quarterback. I got to tell you, when I was in college, 1994, 1995, people would come over to my dorm room. We would play Madden on the Sega. But I never thought in my wildest dreams that top stories in sports would be based around rankings in video games. And maybe it makes me sound old and maybe it makes me sound decrepit and honestly i play my son all the time in rbi baseball on the xbox as well but video game rankings are now bigger than the actual games themselves it's incredible in this day and age that we're headed to so i don't begrudge them for it but i just don't understand how this is even a story congratulations though to lamar jackson and congratulations to michael vick who got involved yesterday and posted a youtube video and showed a picture of cleats that is basically the award that moves him ahead to Lamar Jackson. I suppose if you're a Madden enthusiast and this is what you do, great. For me, it goes back to the old Sega. 
very happy with uh, leaving all that behind and getting into fantasy football, which I guess is a version of video games as well. That'll do it for the show. That'll do it for our week. Thanks again to Sean Guastamacchia for producing our programs all week. Thanks again to my co-host Joe Pizzapia, who you can catch tomorrow on Pluto, Pluto TV, Zumo TV, and Sports Grid TV as they preview everything for the Thursday football slate. I will talk to you again along with Joe on Monday at noon. Hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving, a wonderful holiday, and a great weekend. Talk to you Monday at noon. Full-time fantasy is next. See ya.